Welcome to Thoughts. I'm your host, Miranda Schroeder. It is Monday morning. I am recording this episode the day before it will air. Just to give you some context, we are getting ready to run out the door and catch a flight to Mexico. We are taking our toddler. Wish us all the luck. Send all the prayers because we are going to need them. Took a quick uh, coffee break there because like nine cop cars, a fire truck, an ambulance just drove by. Perks of city living. Today I want to talk about therapy and what that has looked like for me over the years. Some alternative therapy strategies I've tried and what I'm hoping to do next, I guess. I recently fired my therapist. Actually, I fired two therapists kind of recently. I'm going to walk you through that and why. But first, I wanted to go back to my teen years, high school. I had a really, really rough time in high school dealing with a lot of issues from divorced parents. You know, it's a really weird time when you're like, trying to figure out who you are and where you fit in and there's all these different cliques and friend groups and I always felt like I honestly never fit in with any of them. And then there was the whole boy element which was just a hot mess. I had a lot of boy problems in high school, really in college too, but not as much as in high school. I don't know. I just, I had my first love and he broke up with me to go to college and and that was his excuse. I don't really know why we broke up, but it completely shattered me, like heartbroken over it. And I was already dealing with all these other daddy issues and what have you. So it was a really bad time for me. And I did some really crazy things. Like I... Cannot like now that I'm a mom, I cannot imagine going through that with my daughter. Like, I look at Ryan and think about what I went through and the things I was doing in high school, like all out of pain, honestly. And I just cannot imagine going through that with my own daughter. So, at that time, I did go see a therapist. I want to say I saw maybe two different therapists during that time. One of them I really liked. It was a gentleman. He kind of helped me understand these perfectionist tendencies that I have and helped me see how I put a lot of pressure on myself. I was putting the pressure on myself like no one else was putting this pressure on me, but I constantly felt like I had to like earn my keep and prove my worth and like show that I was good as I'm doing all these things that were inherently bad, whether it was like boys or sneaking out of the house, drinking, going to parties. Yeah, it was it was rough. And I think my story with Jesus also weaves in here because many people don't realize this, but I grew up in a non-religious house. We didn't go to church. We didn't pray. We didn't really talk about Jesus or heaven or the crucifix, like none of it. That was not a thing where I grew up. 
And I had a friend on the soccer team who invited me to a service. This is like the same time all of this drama and depression is going and acting out is going on. Um, that friend invited me to her church. And I remember just singing the worship songs and, and crying because I felt like the world's worst sinner, which there's no such thing, by the way. And I would just cry and cry and cry and be like, this is what I need. This is what I'm missing. And honestly, without that, I don't know if I would have crawled out of that depression the way I did. So my good friend who brought me to that church service kind of saved my life, completely put my life on a different path. So my college years went by. I didn't do any therapy, didn't really go to church. I got in a really crappy relationship. Um, it was, I guess, one of my college sweethearts. I kind of had two. I had I had two long-term relationships in college. The second one ended up going beyond college. We got engaged. We're going to get married. But it came down to the fact that I was a believer and he was not. And that created so much tension between the two of us that it led to our wedding being called off, which I'm so thankful that it was. But that was basically the reason I had really started getting in more involved with the church. I got baptized for the first time and that just drove this wedge between us. He would call me brainwashed, say I was crazy, uh, I didn't know what I was talking about, all these things, which if that's his beliefs, that's fine. We're no longer longer together, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. I also thought about like myself growing up and my anxiety and depression. I can't imagine going through all of that without Jesus. I don't think I would have made it without Jesus. And unfortunately, um, this past Friday, I did have to attend a funeral service. One of my dear friends, her father passed away. The most emotional part of it all, we were singing a worship song. And I just kept thinking like, thank goodness that they walk with Jesus because I don't know how else I would walk through a time as personally deeply saddening without him. During the worship song, during the service, I looked over and I saw my friend's mother lift her hand into the air and just really, you could tell she was just giving it over to Jesus that moment in that pain. And I just burst into tears, could not stop crying, couldn't get through the song. But I have so many moments in life that are exactly like that. And yes, this episode is technically about therapy, but like Jesus is my therapy is is what I'm coming to learn. So about a year ago, maybe a little less, I decided, okay, like I'm really confused. I have a lot of mixed feelings. I Postpartum is wild, y'all. Like your whole life flashes in front of you. Like your priorities become so muddled and you have this new identity and you have your old identity and they're kind of battling out with one another. You 
lose yourself when you become a mother and then you have to go on this journey to refine yourself. I don't think everybody goes on that journey. Some people go on it maybe right away. Other people, you know, seven, eight years go by. Some people wait until their kids get into school. Now, with more time on their hands, they're like, whoa, like, who am I? For me, I kind of started that journey of coming back to myself once I quit breastfeeding. Brian and I exclusively breastfed for six months and then we combo fed until nine months. Once we weaned at nine months, I kind of began the quest to like refine myself. And I'm not saying every woman's journey back to herself is going to revolve around breastfeeding. That's just kind of how mine was because I had to completely alter and change my entire life to be able to produce milk to feed my baby. So that just aligned with where I was at in my postpartum journey. And at that time, I was really like questioning my career and where I was going to go next and where I was spending my time and if I was prioritizing things that were the most valuable to me and my family. So I got a therapist. Um, I just used BetterHelp. It's an application, online website. You can go on, you sign up for a subscription, they match you with a therapist. Super, super easy. Not only is it easy to sign up and get started, but it's super easy to switch therapists if who you're working with just isn't a good fit. So I was first matched with Patricia. She was this just wonderful soul. I really did adore her. And it was going pretty well for quite a few months. Um, I did elect that I wanted my therapist to be faith-based. So I really loved that. You know, we'd have our therapy session. Patricia would like pray over me and it was really special and I was super thankful to have that. I was going through some rough things with some family dynamics and I would express that to her. I felt like after a few months went by, I had really moved past that family dynamic. I had created some really healthy boundaries and given it over to God and I would pray about it and I felt at peace about that situation. I didn't I didn't need to talk about it anymore. I didn't need to hash it out. And man, Patricia loved the drama. I'm telling you. Like I didn't bring up this family matter for a long time and Patricia would like bring it up and she would want the like reality TV style drama and I felt like she was like taking sides in the situation and kind of coming at one of the people involved and I was like whoa 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 like this is not a drama TV episode Patricia. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but Patricia and I kept seeing each other for a few sessions after that. I think I was going once a week at that point. And then there was the last straw with Patricia. I suffer from severe anxiety, like full on full body anxiety. I'm talking nausea, like body pains, like tiredness, vomiting, migraines, headaches, shakes, dizziness. Like it's a whole full body physical experience for me. 
And when I get in really high seasons of stress, it takes over my life to the point like I'm not able to eat. I'm I'm a mess. I mean, one little thing and I will just fly off the handle. Like when I have, when I'm in really stressful situations, I get really bad anxiety and very bad physical symptoms of it. I bring this up to Patricia because I was going through the busiest wedding season I've ever experienced in my business and it was a lot. I mean, one wedding is already a lot of pressure, but when you're doing three back to back to back in one weekend running on like two hours of sleep trying to remember every millionth detail for each individual event like the pressure was on I bring this up to Patricia dramatic pause because do you know what Patricia tells me Patricia says maybe I should diffuse some lavender essential oil maybe I should roll it on my wrists and put it behind my ears I'm like, Patricia, that's great, but I am paying way too much money a month for therapy if you're just going to tell me to use some essential oils. And hey, I am not knocking essential oils. I do use them. I love them. But I'm paying for professional help and I'm being told to use lavender oils. I cannot. That was that was the last straw with Patricia. I was in the driveway when I ended that call, went straight in, told Andrew, I was like, you will not believe, you will not believe Patricia's recommendation for my severe clinical anxiety. (laughs) So at that point, I was like, what do I do here? Like, do I just give up on this? Like, do I change therapists? I prayed about it, thought about it for a while. I was like, I'm going to try a male therapist. Like maybe Maybe they will be more direct. Maybe they will be more like action oriented. Like I didn't want somebody to just be like, tell me how you feel about that. Like I want somebody to shake me and be like, hey, look, like look at your life. Like what are you doing here? And so I went through a bunch of therapist profiles. I found Corey, got matched with Corey didn't realize that he was only accepting like messaging at that time. So in the BetterHelp app, there's different ways you can talk to your therapist. You can do it on the phone, you can do video calls, or there's messaging where you're basically like text messaging back and forth in the platform. When we first connected and Corey introduced himself via messaging, I was like, hey, I didn't realize this was only, you know, messaging therapy. Don't know how that's going to work for me, but like I am really busy. So I'm willing to try this. Also, it was nice because with the messaging, you have like instant access to your therapist 24-7. You could message them every day. And Corey said from the beginning, like, hey, I try to answer, you know, every message within 24 hours. So it really was like a constant feedback loop, which was really neat. I liked that instead of me having to go like hash everything out with Andrew, like I could just talk to Corey about it whenever I wanted to. I do feel like Corey had a very different style uh, than Patricia, which is what I was looking for. He wasn't faith-based. He was very matter of fact And that was kind of what rubbed me the wrong way when I decided that I was going to go a different route than Corey. He would almost give like these like canned responses that felt very like robotic. 
I don't know. I needed more human connection, but like I also don't want to be hashing out drama like I'm on a reality TV show. Like, isn't there somewhere that's in the middle? One thing that Corey did do that I really liked was when I would be struggling with an issue, he'd be like, write out a good old pros and cons list. Like one thing I've always struggled with is like my career and where I spend my time and dividing my responsibilities at home between my career and how do you prioritize that. Corey was like straight up just write out a pros and cons list. So I did. I wrote out a pros and cons list and went over that with list with Andrew and it was kind of sobering to see it all on paper. And then I think I just got scared because the cons list was so much higher for my life right now versus what my life could be if Andrew and I made some really dramatic changes and that scared me and humans naturally don't like change and Andrew and I have already been through so much change like financially career-wise in the last year that I don't know if I could take that right now and we're also really wanting to have another baby so that plays into it too like being self-employed you don't get a maternity leave I don't have this giant team of people behind me that will just step in and just pick up the pieces when I'm birthing a new human and at the same time like I do not want to go through what I went through with Ryan. I worked up until the moment I went to the hospital. I worked while I was in labor at like 3 a.m. before I went into the hospital that morning at like 8. I also worked a full wedding day like five or six days prior to giving birth where I was straight up on my feet for like 10 hours straight working a wedding. Don't think that was super healthy. And once I gave birth, I gave birth on a Monday. I was back having to be on the computer answering emails that following Monday. I do not want to go through that again. Like that was so stressful. I felt like I could not focus on my newborn baby when all this noise was, you know, all these people needed me in the background. So I'm really nervous for that. And I don't know how that's going to go, especially when I'm going to have a baby and a toddler. Anyways, this is not a therapy session. I don't mean to dive into that here, but I think that's something all of us working moms wrestle with when we're thinking about growing our family or we're thinking about like childcare and our career and we have all this mom guilt if we're working and then we have mom guilt if we're at home because we're not working like it's a whole dang thing and unfortunately having a male therapist I felt like he wasn't the right person to talk to about all of that because he will never understand even the most feminist amazing progressive man who fairly contributes to childcare and the household is never going to fully understand this weight that women carry. Like that is just matter of fact. If you are not a woman and you don't have a child, then you just can't fully understand. And as women, like we have to acknowledge that and realize that and just work with that the best we can. So Corey, Corey wasn't the best fit to have those conversations with. I just felt like I don't know. I needed somebody that could relate more. So that's been my recent therapy experiences. If we go back like three or four years, uh, I had a life coach for a while. And I'm thinking about these things that I did previously that weren't therapy, but 
offered me similar or even I should say better outcomes than my experiences with therapy had. So I did have a life coach for a while and I really, really loved that. I'm honestly thinking that could be the direction I go in next. They also have like career coaches and business coaches, but I think I need more of a life coach. There was also a time where someone reached out. I believe they were one of my followers on Instagram and she allowed me to go through her hypnotherapy program. I was very hesitant when she reached out because... I am a believer in God. I am a woman of faith. And when she first reached out, I was like, I don't know if this aligns with my beliefs. And I really pushed her on that and questioned it. And she was like, no, this can be, this is your journey. Like it can be whatever you want it to be. And so I went through her six week hypnotherapy program. Her name is Kate Cameron. I'll share her info in the show notes. That was absolutely trans- transformational. It was amazing. Like I had no idea the power and what, like what, I didn't even know what hypnotherapy was, but like the power of digging into your subconscious, absolutely incredible. Hypnotherapy is like, I would describe it as meditation mixed with like cognitive therapy, I guess. I'm probably using the wrong term. I'm not a psychologist. But it very much like mimics, it can mimic meditation. But while you're meditating, you're also like digging into your subconscious. So it's not the same. It's not meditation, but it reminded me of it somewhat. Like the very first call that I had with her, like you would just pop in your headphones. I think I would lay down on the ground, if I'm remembering correctly. And the first like experience that Kate had me walk through was she was like, okay, you're going to walk into your kitchen and you're going to get your favorite cutting board and your favorite knife that you use to cut fruit. And and while she's explaining this, you're, you're doing it all in your head. And then, you know, you're going to cut, you're going to grab the lemon and you're going to cut the lemon and you're going to, now that you have a quartered lemon, you're going to put that lemon wedge in your mouth. And that was so insane. So that was like my first experience with hypnotherapy. When I put the lemon in my mouth, obviously this is all happening like in my head. I'm not really eating a lemon. My like glands and everything, like my face like, like, like made the face like I was eating a lemon and my like glands started like salivating as if I had like a sour item in my mouth. It was insane. And looking back, I didn't prepare for my unmedicated childbirth at all, but I wish I would have studied hypnotherapy because it could have had the same effect as that while I was giving birth and I did not prepare for birth in that way, but I'm hoping to the second time around if I get that opportunity because holy crap, like your subconscious could literally like, I know this speaking from experience, could transport me anywhere into any moment and it would cause actual physical reactions to where I was and what I was thinking in that moment. Absolutely insane. If that is something you are open to, I highly, highly recommend it. Like it was pivotal. I remember doing one activity where one of my biggest stressors has always been like bending over backwards for my clients and not having any boundaries and just letting my clients rule my entire life. 
And I'm not even talking about wedding clients. This is just a general pattern I have. It started back when I owned a marketing agency and I would literally stop everything I was doing for my clients and my entire life revolved around them and their needs, their wants, their schedules. Like everything was on fire for every single client all the time. And I did a hypnotherapy session with Kate where we went into these different rooms and there were different people in there. And I remember one of those rooms had like a bunch of my clients in there. And I think in the session, I was imagining one specific client. And I like walked through basically like cutting ties with them and building boundaries like physically in my hypnotherapy session in my head. I'm like seeing all of this. And it was crazy how that transferred over to real life. But going back to what's next for me in this journey of personal exploration and goals and dreams and next steps, I really do think I would benefit at this point in time from working with a life coach. When I worked with a life coach previously, we would have sessions and I felt like that coach really like pushed me just like a sports coach is, you know, going to push you to perform the best on the field. I felt like a coach was more in that type of position where they're, they're pushing you, stretching you, helping you challenge your, you know, outlook on life and your dreams and goals and where you want to go and then encouraging you to go forward towards them where a therapist is more just like getting through your feelings and your shit. So I think that is the next step for me. I have no idea how I'm going to start that process of getting back into the life coaching space or where I'm going to find my life coach, but I will keep you posted. I'm really excited about that. I just feel like right now in this moment, I'm going to get way more out of that than I'm going to get out of therapy. However, if you have not taken a step forward. I do think, you know, testing out the waters with therapy is a great place to start. And like I said, finding a therapist can be hard. I really like that the app BetterHelp, and this is not an ad for BetterHelp, okay? I am not sponsored by them. I think that's a really nice place to start because it's so easy to just try out different therapists because finding a therapist is legit like dating. Like you just have to keep going until you find the right fit. So if you try it and your therapist, it's not working for you, like don't hesitate to try a new therapist. And if you're in a traditional setting, that can be a lot harder to do because I know like you have to find the therapist and you've got to cover all the costs and the insurance and all that. The nice thing about BetterHelp is it's just an online subscription. So it's super, super easy to bounce around until you find the right fit. So I do highly recommend that. Um, And I also recommend the hypnotherapy and life coaching. And again, it just completely depends on where you're at in your life, what you're trying to get out of it, and like the type of relationship that you want to have with that individual. That was something about life coaching too. I felt like it was more of a personal two-way relationship versus where therapy is more of a like a one-way relationship. And I know not every therapist is is going to make therapy feel like that. That's just been my experience thus far. All right, that is what I have for you today. I am going to edit this, get it set up when you're listening to it. I swear to goodness, I better be in Cabo. I don't want any flight delays with a toddler. 
oh gosh, please, I don't want our luggage to go missing. So let's hope by the time you're listening to this, Andrew and I and Ryan are all in Cabo enjoying the sunshine and mocktails by the pool. Actually, I think, yeah, Tuesday night we have a dinner reservation. I have some restaurants in Cabo that I'm absolutely obsessed with, um, but I'm actually going to hop on Thursday in Cabo and maybe talk vacation with a toddler and Cabo because why not? What we can all, you know, dream, right? So yeah, when you listen to this, I better be by the pool drinking a mocktail. And that's all I have for you today. I will see you on Thursday. Cheers. Cheers.